Hello and welcome to CX Today. My name is Kieran, and for this session, I am delighted to be joined by Ben Booth, CEO at Max Contact, and Matt Yates, VP of Engineering at Max Contact. Today, we are discussing how will AI revolutionise the contact centre. Ben, Matthew, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Well, let's let's dive into it then. Can you please tell us about yourselves and the work you do with Max Contact? I'll go first. Sure, yes, I'm Ben Booth. I am the CEO of Max Contacts. Uh, <laughs> what do I do here? Chief Editing Officer, probably. Um, but no, I've been been here around 20 years and we're a CCAS solution provider. Cool. And uh, myself, Matt Yates. So I'm VP of Engineering here at Max Contact. Uh, and that means I'm responsible for the development side of the organization, where we build the software, we build the solutions for our CCAS platform, uh, and also the DevOps function as well, the, the hosting and maintenance of the platform for our clients and our customer base. Well, fantastic. And you're both being perfectly informed to discuss today's topic then. And it's a, it's a doozy, and it's obviously quite a quite an exciting and quite a controversial one in 2023. So I'm really looking forward to your guys' opinions. And on that theme, what are, I guess, to, to kick off, what are some of the key new developments in integrating AI into the contact center? Um, I think, you know, if you don't mind me yeah. going first on that one, Ben, um, I think some of the key new developments really, you know, the ChatGPT launch at the back end of, of last year has opened everybody's eyes to the possibility of, of AI and what it can do for us, particularly with large language models. And in the contact center, that creates a lot of opportunity. Um, and it creates opportunity throughout the whole customer journey from the point at which you call up a contact center or contact a contact center via email or web chat, for example, right the way through that journey through to resolution. Uh, there's many points on that journey where AI and LLM capabilities can help improve the customer experience, improve the contact center efficiency, uh, and ultimately, you know, help the contact center produce a better level of service. Yeah. Yeah, just to echo that, it's the technology now is, is, is down to the imagination and it's, um, it's actually allowing people to harness the data they've got in the contact center. So speech transcription has been a longer while, but it was generally only used for like quality, for auto QA, et cetera. Now we're able to unlock the value in that data, but across all interaction channels. So email, web chat, social, et cetera. So, and it is the efficiencies and not just the customer experience, but the agent efficiencies that we, we pull in, which ultimately does relate to customer experience. Uh, when I was on the phone doing support many, many years ago, I would have dreamed to have that summarization of the of clients' previous interactions about a support case rather than having to trail through all the emails to work out what was actually going on. So the, the technology, you know, the, it's really exciting. And I do think with ChatGPT, but not just that, there's a new wave of technology coming along as well with the machine learning. Um, and that's really exciting going forward in the contact center. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's perfect, actually. I was going to save this question for towards the end, but I think it's a nice wee segue, is that how can AI and data complement one another to optimise agent performance in this regard? Do I go first, Matt? Or... Uh, I'm happy yeah. to say that one, yeah, sure. So, so yeah, agent performance and, and AI. Um, so, like Ben mentioned, you know, there's a lot of data generated within a contact center. There's all the data that contact centers put into the systems, the CRM systems, and there's all the data that's generated through the interactions that are handled every day in the contact centers. And those agents who are responsible for the majority of those interactions with the clients, um, they can leverage the power of AI by having AI do the, the heavy lifting 
with the data. So, for example, you know, if I'm on a call with yourself, Kieran, like I am today, imagine a world where you know we're transcribing the call real time. The call's being transcribed real time, and based upon the questions that you're asking of me, the agent, I'm getting helpful suggestions as to what a suitable response might be. So from an agent productivity perspective, it's helping me more likely provide the response that you need to res resolve your particular question or concern. Mm. And it's doing it in such a way that enables staff to be onboarded much faster. So, you know, we can help with the, the onboarding of staff by using AI and the data available so that they can become more productive and uh, more useful agents in, in a much shorter time period than they previously could. And then obviously for more experienced staff, it can help do some of the heavy lifting around some of the admin work. You know, so I think Ben mentioned earlier, for example, the, the summarization. So when you've, you're wrapping up the call after the, the end of the interaction, we can help speed up that boring time of the admin typing up the notes, what was the conversation about, what was the outcome, any follow-up actions. AI and data can help automate that kind of heavy lifting, if you will. And that's just two examples, but there's many more. I'm sure Ben will talk about some. Oh, more. thanks. Uh, no, you took the two. <laughs> they are the good ones. Um, but the, the, yeah, there's others all the way through. It can be uh, the good thing now with um, the transcriptions that also that personalization around the individual. It's not just about um, every client will be treated the same. As, as we get more history, the, you actually can build up personalization and other areas that we're seeing that heavily used is in the compliance. Um, we're in sectors such as the regulated, FCA, Ofgem, et cetera. And having that safe, we talk about safe working environment in the development and technical team, but that applies to a contact center as well. Um, and creating that safe working environment when you're dealing with vulnerability, et cetera, actually it really benefits the agent. Because it is, it, uh, you know, I always say I could be an agent. It's a stressful job in a lot of the things they do. Um, it, his dealing with people getting out of debt, for example, or in stress, it, it just creates those guardrails. Um, and you have to be careful with that because the technology, you know, if you let it loose, it can have the opposite. So this is where I think people need to understand their responsibilities with it as well. Um, but there's so many use cases. We're playing around with um, just ideas as well. And you can combine technologies just to come up with new use cases and solutions, which is, is where it's great for us as a vendor. No, that's, that's terrific. Thank you. I think it's really interesting what you were touching on there about the, the compliance side of things. And naturally, among the many major stories in AI at the moment is how is it going to impact security and compliance within, within, a, within a business? And especially with, you know, looking at the contact center specifically, what impact do you think AI will have on company security and compliance policies? within the, the contact centre? It's, it's two for me. On the compliance side, I think it's it's a, it's a requirement. And it's very hard to, as a business to say you are 100% compliant because you, you've got people in chairs. Uh, and you can give them all the training under the sun and you can do the spot checking. But when you can monitor interactions, and it's not always about monitoring the agent, it's about, you know, everyone has bad days. It's, it's that escalation and alerting to potential issues when you are dealing with, you know, with these these regulatory requirements now um, on the security side i actually think coming from you know a software company it's actually better because we can actually use ai and um to to look across everything more frequently and again do anomaly detection alerting uh, safeguarding uh, people's information even more the flip side to that is we've got more data to secure um, and that is another issue in itself that now 
um, where in a contact center, you might have name, address, phone numbers. And, you know, there used to be some that had a lot more. Now, because we're transcribing and we've, we've got more interaction channels than we had 10 years ago, there is a lot more data to secure. Um, and I actually think it's down to the vendors to make sure that that's done in a secure manner. But the contact centers obviously have a responsibility to do it as well. It is no, I mean, it's the, um, yeah, so security and compliance. I mean, compliance, like Ben touched on, you know, the, one of the opportunities we have, and, and speech analytics solutions have been around for a while. You know, it's not just with the advent of, of AI and the recent chat GPT large language models that speech analytics have come about, of course. But what those technologies enable us to do is more efficiently and effectively um scan every single interaction and check those interactions against predefined criteria to make sure that those calls are in compliance and then you know where they are not in compliance you can highlight them very simply to the qa team or you know and imagine a world where we transcribe in you know real time or immediately following the end of the interaction call um, we can actually provide that feedback to the agent, yeah, well. you know, real time in the call. So you can actually provide the real time coaching to say, oh, by the way, you need to cover off this particular point of this particular guideline in the call, don't forget. And they can get those real time prompts during the call. So the likelihood of them not complying with regulations is significantly reduced. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the technology was always post post call or post interaction, which means it already happened. Uh, so yes, you could do and react to it, but now it's becoming real time and that is a big difference as well. Yeah, no, that is really interesting. It's something, yeah, I think when a lot of the, the red flags about what AI, what the implications can have with AI, you don't really think about almost the use case it creates in the, in, instead as well. I think it's quite interesting. Um, I guess re returning to the, the CX impact, you know, I think it's, it's very obvious that it's going to have a significant impact. It already is having a significant impact. But I was wondering if you guys could please explore some of the specifics and what you know, what specific ways AI currently impacting the contact centre at the moment, but also in the near future as well as this technology continues to innovate so quickly. Yeah, I think I think one example of how it's currently impacting the contact centre, and and there's a, there's a few vendors doing this, is right at the start of that customer journey where I contact the contact centre and I get into a, you know an IVR system. You know, you can actually incorporate AI capabilities within the IVR system, so we can now start to actually ask questions, do for example the basic identity and verification during the IVR, and actually start to ask questions around the the reason for the call, and then based upon that information, real time we can actually query a, a large language model and actually provide suggestions back on how the caller might be able to resolve that particular question. Uh, and it could be, you know, empowering that caller to resolve the question themselves. You know, for example, diverting them to, you know, a particular knowledge base on a website or asking, you know, we can provide further information. Would you like us to send you an SMS message, for example, with links in? And they can do that during the call. So actually, before they even get through to a real agent, we can start to harness the power of AI and large language models to better serve the client and hopefully resolve some of those and higher volume, simpler queries that don't necessarily need the, the real human to resolve. You know, we can then obviously have the more complex, challenging conversations pass through to, to the humans to resolve. Yeah. So just um, where it's going in the future is, the, I think, the personalization. It's getting to the point where 
Uh, a contact center is not going to have one large language model. It's going to be personalized even down to eventually we could get to individuals um, in the, the way the language talks, the voice, how it communicates. Uh, and, and, you know, one, one issue we've always seen in contact centers and the technology has been there to help improve it is simple things, you know, getting the right query to the agent who can solve the problem. As contact centers are getting more and more expensive to run, what we're seeing across the industry is agents are expected to do more and no more. And there's a lot of, um, you know, blended campaigns. So you used to have a, an Omni campaign, which was web chat and email, and it, agents would just do that. And then you'd have your voice. Now everything's blended together, but that's also becoming on the skills. So we've got contact centers that, you know, their inbound is from multiple products and multiple vendors and the end agents are meant to be multi-skilled. Now you can do that, but getting the right interaction to the right agent who can solve the problem, and that improves one, the agent's um, performance, but also the customer experience, because everyone wants first contact resolution, uh, is now becoming really powerful. It used to be a few topics and you try and get it through. Now it's, we'll have a look across the interactions, the history, and we'll match it up to the, to the actual agent who can solve that problem. And all those type of things now will be just becoming more effective. It's been there in some guys, but it's just getting better and better. That's why. Fantastic. And I guess yeah, the, I think the nice thing, just to, 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 here, just, just interject there. I think the, the nice thing that Ben touches on there is that, you know, the, the this technology is enabling kind of the, the multiple personas to, to benefit. So it's enabling, you know, me and you as the end customer to have a better experience, a better interaction experience. It's enabling the agents to be more capable and be more performant in their roles and provide a better level of service. It's providing the overall contact center to be more efficient and more effective. And so, you know, each of the roles involved within the contact center on both sides um, are benefiting from, from these technologies. Yeah. Yeah, terrific. No, no I think that, that's really interesting. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, it's fascinating to see how it's going gonna, it's gonna to collide with the, the employee experience and the, the CX and the way they almost like interweave in a, in a sense, as you say, but if they have a solid, a very impressive CX experience at the start of their interaction at the, the contact centre and then the, the agent is almost better prepared in that sense. Yeah. So I feel like it's going to, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of real positives and benefits to this. But naturally, there is there is some concern about the, especially how AI might be replacing jobs in contact centres or taking people's uh, remits away from them. How do you think that concern is credible or understandable, and how much how much validity do you place in that? I, I think look, there's going to be an impact. Um, it's it's you see now where it's demand reduction to live agents, but I will also say it was only six to 12 months ago, we were doing studies on agent burnout because demand was too high and that actually hasn't changed. So we saw during the pandemic, there was a, an uplift across our base and this was also um, across the industry of nearly 30% and actually jobs were down and it wasn't because the spaces weren't open. We've got contact centers now where people, uh, they're struggling to fill their jobs. So the efficiencies are required just to run an effective contact center. There's, it's, there will be, I'd say I'm not hiding, I think there will be an impact. Um, I think there will be a reduction in the need for live, but I think the the skill level of the agents and the quality will, will be increased. Um, and it's, I, you know, I think the contact center is a great industry not to work on it. It accounts for a lot of jobs in the country and it is something that does need to be considered. And I think we've all got, not just in the contact center, but as this technology grows throughout all industries, it, it is recognizing that it's, you know, it, it's, 
we're seeing it as not as a replacement. It might be on some of the low-level queries, but it's more as um, an increase in performance assistance is how we're seeing it. Huh? Yeah, I think that's definitely how we're seeing it. It's more of a helper, you know, a helpful assistant, a co-pilot type uh, person that's there to help you perform your role more efficiently and more effectively and ultimately then help with things like you know staff retention and, and reducing burnout and things like that as well but you know that's not to dismiss that there are concerns you know this technology is, is advancing so so rapidly more rapid and fast than any technology I've seen in my lifetime for sure um, you know and I've been working in tech since the kind of mid to late 90s and so it's a few years now since the advent of the internet coming into fruition and various other kind of technology phases since um, and this is definitely the fastest yeah. developing area and you see that you know on a global stage as well there's obviously you know concerns raised about the the speed at which it's developing um, and those can't be ignored you know and I think we need to, to work together as an industry uh, and also as a society you know at a government level to un really understand the implications of this longer term and to make sure we safeguard for the good of society going forward. I'm trying to get hold of a contact centre right now, which is a large government contact centre, and they're doing everything in their power to not make me speak to someone, but I want to speak to someone. Um, I know some contact centres might, you know, for efficiencies and cost push. At the end of the day, your customer is your customer. And, um, you know, the, the, when you want to speak to someone, you want to speak to someone to solve the problem. And it, it's that demand, I think, if, it, if it's the right, even when chatbots came out, it's the right tool for the right job. If I, can, if I can do something automatic quicker so I don't have to queue and it saves me time as the customer, I will use that service. But if I want to go and speak to someone, I want to go and speak to them and I will, I will queue for hours to get hold of someone and just leave my phone. So it's... It's getting that balance of where the tools are right and it's right fit. I would say anyone looking to replace, and it's been talked about for a while, you know, the virtual agent. It's, it's you know, what's stopping me producing a virtual assistant and having two virtual assistants talk to each other? It, you know, that's is that where it's going? Um, it's not solving any problems, is it? Uh, it's, I think we're going to see, like, the, the curve where there's a massive adoption, a bit of a drop, and then we find the balance. Yeah. 100%. No, I, I completely realise that. Only even anecdotally having um, the the empathy and understanding of a, of a human agent on the other end of the phone when <laughs> when I've been speaking with someone at a contact centre makes a world of difference in specific situations. But as you say, having just that very quick to the point virtual assistant can be really, really helpful as well. Exactly. So I guess, yeah, the, the, the final question, looking ahead, you know, we touched on it earlier about maybe some use uh, specific use cases for CX in the future, but over the next five years, where do you see AI in general going, but also in the contact centre? Where do you think is the story for the next half decade? Interesting. It is. I mean, there's a lot. There's, so there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of examples currently in in flight and in progress and coming available every other week <laughs> this year. You know, if you're obviously keeping track of the the current industry advances, um, and so everybody, every kind of CCAS vendor is developing capabilities within this area. Um, so it's it's kind of hard to to predict where we'll be in five years' time because it's advancing, you know, at a rate of knots already that is. Yeah, like I mentioned before, never, never seen before in my lifetime for sure. Um, and so, yeah, I think it is harnessing the data fundamentally. You know, think about some of the interactions today. They are very much interpreting 
that two-way conversation and being able to augment that conversation with third-party data. So it could be, like Ben said, that personalized historical data of all your previous interactions. It could be, you know, meaningful information about you uh, from a, 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 a personal perspective as well, whereby, you know, I can't think of a good example here, but um, where you've, the company's got some information on you through the services that you've purchased, and they can really provide a highly personalized experience. Um, and I think building on that data augmentation to produce, you know, really high quality interactions, both, you know, with humans and, and without humans for the simpler queries, uh, I think that's where we're going to see a lot of the advances. And I think from a, from a consumer perspective, you know, it can generally only be, be a good thing for me because, um, you know, if I have a problem and I want to call up, the f number one outcome I want is a fast call resolution. You know, I want a first-time resolution and I want it to be conducted in a, in a pleasant, pleasant and pleasurable manner. Um, so I think, you know, customer satisfaction f fundamentally is, is the goal. Um, and so, yeah, we'll see a lot of advances, but to say where we'll be in five years' time is is really yeah. challenging given it's 2023. I mean, it's only 12 months and it, look how fast it's advanced in 12 months. Like I, said, I think we're going to see a curve of adoption is the usual. I think we're at that peak of excitement and, and we'll, we'll see a little bit of a drop off and then it'll increase and we'll find that balance. Um, and then there's, there's other things to consider regulations. Um, you know, are, are countries ready for jobs to be lost due to AI? I don't think we are. And I think everyone needs to keep an eye on regulations and laws in countries. Um, because there could be some very uh, big ones on the way. Um, but I think it is, I think if it's like all technology, I mean, we're old enough to remember days before the internet and how the internet was going to lose everyone's jobs and robotics in manufacturing and, you know, chatbots have been around a while. They said the same thing when chatbots came out, it's the death of the contact center. Um, it never actually happens. And I think what contact centers end up doing when any new technology comes out is the harness it, like Matt said, to improve overall experience. And ultimately, that should be the end goal. It should be your MPS with your customers um, and, you know, retention, all, all the key metrics that you do on success of your company. That's what, what drives adoption of technology. It's not always just, well, we can replace agents with technology and that's going to be cheaper because it impacts everywhere else. So, again, it's, I think a lot of companies are going to try the technologies and then they'll find that balance. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Yeah, really interesting. And even, yeah, I know it's quite hard to predict five years in the future, but I think there's some, some, exciting, some exciting suggestions there. Um, I think that's all we've got time for today, but it's been a really good session. So thank you to Ben and Matt for being here today. Thank you very much. Enjoyed thank it. you. If you enjoyed this video, please give us a like and share on social media, and we'll see you next time. I've been Kieran Devlin of CX Today. Thanks for watching.